blood of blood. Seriously, if you can do better than that, feel free, feel free. Just celebrate God a little. Celebrate God a little. He's, he's an awesome God. Please be on your feet. Be on your feet. Let him hear your voice. to hear your word. We thank you because you will teach us something new. We thank you because you help us and your word will become life and bread to us in the name of Jesus. The message today is covered with the blood of Jesus. Father, we are touched and we are changed by reason of it. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. Please take your seat. God bless you. Ah, everybody looking fine today. <laughs> Amen. So, I prepared this message some time ago. And one of the things the Holy Spirit told me when I prepared this message is that I won't make any friends by teaching today's message. <laughs> he said I won't make any friends by teaching today's message. He said some people will feel judged by today's message. That's what he told me. He said, so don't expect to make new friends after teaching today's message. However, the ones that will last after today's message will be deeply rooted. Amen. That was what he told me. Today's message is of power and character. Another title you can give to it is the assets of the Holy Spirit. So, First of all, who knows the, the theme of the year? So I'm not talking to... You know the theme of the year? What is the theme of today? Of this year, sorry. Eh? Kingdom assets, exactly. And 
Our pastor, God bless you, ma, laid the foundation. Oh, by the way, so rude of me. Thank you so much, ma. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you to all the ministers. Thank you to all the workers. Honestly, this small girl, this small girl cannot stand there if, if you are not helping me. Thank you so much. It's so rude of me. Let me jam your hands together for them. You have not met a, a team like this. If you don't meet these people, you have not met a team. Thank you. Thank you so much. So our pastor, Pastor Kewe, established the message for two Sundays. That's um, the second Sunday of the month and the third Sunday. She taught on the kingdom assets, one and two. And she made some points. She said, you have to become an asset. You cannot remain a, a liability to the kingdom of God. You can't. You have to grow in grace. Then, the week, two weeks before, she said, you have to be salt and light. You, as an individual, have to become salt and light. And that means you must carry God. And the things of God must become personal to you. You must become a widaiye kind of somebody. Amen. Amen. Then last week, we powerful, powerful message, manifestation of the sons of God. From Saturday, qualifications to be a son, a qualification for manifestation, and Sunday, capacity to manifest. Amen. We are following. So there's a trend, and I'm continuing that trend, in of power and character or the assets of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can we open our Bibles? Let's open our Bibles to the anchor scripture. Revelations 3. I know, right? Very odd. Revelations of all verses. <laughs> I mean, what does Revelations have to do with power and character? But Revelations 3, we're reading from verse 14. Amplified is where I'm reading from. Amplified. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write, These are the words of the Amen, the trusted and faithful and true witness, the beginning and origin of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold, that is invigorating or refreshing, nor hot, healing and therapeutic. I wish you were cold or hot. Because you are lukewarm, spiritually useless, that is, neither cold nor hot. I will vomit you out of my mouth, rejecting you with disgust. Because you say I am rich and have prospered and have grown wealthy and have need of nothing, but you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, without hope and in great need. Verse 18, I counsel you to buy from me gold that has been heated hot and refined by fire so that you may become truly rich and white clothes representing righteousness to clothe yourself so that the shame of your nakedness would not be seen and healing self to put on your eyes so that you may see those whom I dearly and tenderly love I rebuke and show discipline showing them their faults and instructing them so be enthusiastic and repent. Change your inner self, your old ways of thinking, and your sinful behavior, and seek God's will. May God bless the teaching of his word in the name of Jesus. You may be thinking, did this girl just judge us in like two minutes? Like, what does she mean by we are neither cold nor hot? Like, where is she going with this? 
I'm about to break it down. Don't worry. Just stay with me. Power and character. There are two traits that make up a powerful Christian. Assets of the Holy Spirit. These two. There are two sides of a coin that cannot be divorced. What do I mean? If you are not a powerful Christian, you cannot chase the devil back to his house. And if you don't have character as a Christian, people will not see your good works. And the whole purpose of our being here is what? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and, and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 5, 16. So, you are not empowered. You also don't have character. Where should we start with you? Where should we start with you? The purpose of having power and character is so that you can edify the church and yourself. So that you can edify what? The church and yourself. Now, edify sounds like a big word. Let me break it down. Edify means, is a verb, first of all. It means to improve, to teach, to instruct. That's what edify means. So if you're edifying yourself and the church by reason of the power and the character you carry, that means you're what? You are improving the church and you're also improving yourself. You are instructing the church and instructing yourself and you are teaching the church and teaching yourself. Now, what is the power of the Holy Spirit? Or how is the power of the Holy Spirit manifest through Christians? It's manifest through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've, we've heard of the gifts of the Holy Spirit before, right? Have we heard of the gifts of the Holy Spirit before? Ah, seems I have to bribe some people. Okay, who can tell me the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit? I have biscuits. I came ready. With, with your full chest, stand up and tell me the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. If I call your name, <laughs> don't mind me. The nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Anybody? Ah, Pastor Dun, you were, you were helping us. I should, I should raise the prize. Ah, sir, did you raise your hand? <laughs> eh? Okay, please help us. Please come for him. He wants to help us. Okay, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, vocalize. Word of wisdom. Word of knowledge. The spirit of faith, yes. The gifts of prophecy, yes. Interpretation of tongues. Yeah, diverse tongues, yes. Yes. Sorry? Healings, yes. Walking of miracles. Clap for him. You did fantastic. Fantastic. You did fantastic. Yeah, thank you. That's, those are what makes up the power part of the, of the assets of the Holy Spirit. Faith, healing, deliverance, interpretation of tongues, diverse tongues. Nine of them, beautiful gifts. You use them to edify the church and yourself. So when you prophesy, you're prophesying to make the church what? Whole. That's how you prophesy. When you speak with faith, you encourage others. You are doing so to do what? Make the church whole. And also to do what? To improve yourself. Amen. Now, the character part of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruits, the fruit. So, if you are missing one, 
is not complete. So who can help us with the fruit of the Holy Spirit? My darling. for her she tried the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control nine gifts isn't it amazing the gifts of god of the holy spirit is nine and the fruit of the spirit too is nine and jointly they make up the power and character of the holy spirit another title of this message can be called the holy spirit in action these are the ways he operates through our power and through our character. What do I mean? I mean, if you, are a, if you are a Christian without character, after speaking in tongues, you still apologize. Did you hear that? After speaking in tongues, you still apologize. Oh, you're wondering why you are following all these pastors and they are saying so many messages and they are changing your life. But after catching the rema for two minutes, after you cross the road, it has gone. Because you don't have character to maintain it. You don't have character to maintain it. That's why we keep chasing power. We keep chasing power. We're hungry for it. Why? Because we don't have the second leg of it. To let it stand in our hearts. The Bible says in Acts 10, 38, my favorite verse, it said, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good. If you want to do good, you have to have the character to do good first because you can't come with an awkward character and tell me you want to do good. I won't even listen to you in the first place. Amen. You don't have the character to do good, but you want to do good. Okay, I should wait until you are healing the sick and, and raising the dead. Meanwhile, you crashed your car into my car and you haven't even said sorry and you don't see anything wrong with what you did and you want me to listen to you. I should wait until I have problems before I listen to you. Oh, Trisha, he's healing people, eh? But his character is somehow. Why? Why, why? why should I be your story? Why should I be your testimony? And he said something to me when I was writing this message. He said, a Christian without character but with power is a fanatic. Why? Because you are constantly chasing the next rema. But nothing is staying. And he said, a Christian without character, I mean, a Christian without power but with character is a moralist. You might as well fit into the world. Why? Because you're not doing anything that is different from what they are doing. Do you know how fantastic moralists can be? Do you know how difficult it is to make a moralist a Christian? I've said it before. I would rather talk to an unbeliever to give their life to Christ than a moralist. Why? Because a moralist sees everything you are doing wrong and is doing better than you at it. So, what do you want to tell them that is new? What exactly do you want to tell them that is new? Your character has to draw them in first before the signs that they will see that will make them believe. Do we understand? So this message is directed at four groups of people. Four groups of people. He said something. He said, as Christians, we have to constantly long for and earnestly crave this too. 
you're not a true Christian if your character doesn't point others to Christ and if there's no sign to make them believe that God has called you. Amen. Your character doesn't point others to Christ. Ah, this person, he's, there's something about him, his peacefulness, his willingness to admit fault, his willingness to let things go, his kindness that draws me in. There's something about him that draws me in before you show forth the signs. Amen. Now, four categories of people I'm talking to today. The first one, the Christians that have been here, Tete. You are running in the energy of power and character. You have been going far for a couple of years. You are doing well. I'm here to encourage you. Please continue in the two. Continue in the two. Everything you are doing has purpose. It may not look like it. It may look like everyday service. And I'm always here in church. And there's no difference. And sometimes you may not even be appreciated by the people that are working with you in this same service of God. But I'm here to encourage you today. Continue. Continue in it. Let me tell you, David did not wake up one morning and go, it would be a good idea to kill a giant today. Where can I see one giant gone? Now let me just and become popular. Because think about it, it's when he killed the giant that he blew now. Abi, we can also follow that path too. Just do one big thing. Let him just blow. Let's let everything set. No, that's not what happened. When they asked David, he said he was going about keeping the sheep. Then lion came and he killed the lion. Going about keeping the sheep. Then a bear came and he killed the bear. He was going about obeying his father when he met Goliath and he killed Goliath. That was how he became famous. David did not blow overnight. Yes, you that want to blow overnight. Yes, David did not blow overnight. I was, I was Googling it. At standing height, a bear is about nine feet tall. At standing height. At standing height, a lion too is about 10 feet. Goliath was 7 feet. Do you think, do you think David would have been scared of Goliath? No, think about it mentally. God had already prepared him for the battle he was going to face with Goliath. Why? Because while he was doing the regular things, the common things that are common to him, he met those battles. You, that are doing the regular common things, it is there that you are doing good. And healing those that are oppressed by the devil. By doing what? The regular common things. You say, don't worry, I'll start my ministry later. Don't worry, I'll join the workforce with us. I'll join the workforce later. When? When will you do it? I've been a Christian for years, but it doesn't quite gel with me. Uh, I'd rather stay in my secret place and uh, and uh, keep growing there. And uh, then them. Um, really? I told you, he said I won't make any friends today. I already know. I'm seeing some people's expression changing. <laughs> when? I, I want to wait until I get the spirit of healing. Really? But Jesus had compassion before he healed. Have you gained compassion by being in your secret place? Come out from the secret place you are staying. Christians, come out of it. Go out into the world. Go out into the church. Stop someone and tell them, 
Anytime we hear a new song, eh, there are some people that will not let us rest. Anytime you catch a new rema, why are you letting people rest? Why? Why? Start operating in power and character, people. You are an old Christian and there's nothing to show for it. Hey, he's secretly a Christian. You can see the... Why? Why, why is he in secret? It's because you are in secret that all these loud people up and down here are showing off things that they do not have. They don't, they don't have half of what you carry. They don't. Do you know who you carry? You carry God. God. The creator of the universe. God. That is who you carry. Come out. Come out and, and get, get the devil. Let him, let him know that he doesn't run things. Amen. You carry this power and character so that people will see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. God will help us in Jesus' name. God will help us in Jesus' name. If you are not quite there yet, you know there are some of us, eh, I've spoken to the real Christians now that there are some of us. Please, those of us, move closer. I'm one of you. Uh, this is your sister is part. She's part. We are not quite there. Mm. We're still taking baby steps. You know how we've been a baby for the last 10 years in the, in the Christendom? Mm? Grow. <laughs> Grow. I have just enough. The one I have is enough. No, it's not. But I have faith, and my faith can move mountains. Really? Your faith has only healed headache. Your faith has only healed headache, people. I have love. Really? You do? But your voice was louder than the conductor. I have peace. You do, really. You really do. But every time you enter a place, the whole place is upside down. And you're the fire, you're the fire starter. Yo. Runke, runke, runke. Come closer, come closer. Did you hear what that girl did? Oh my God. Oh my God. That's how they find you. They're the ones starting it. Oh, the worst, the worst of us are the ones that they don't, they're not the ones starting it. They're the ones making backhanded comments. Hey, my sister. Issue has been settled last week. Hey, my sister, that thing that happened there. I'm not trying to rehash it though. I am not trying to. I am not trying to. You have heard me say it three times, but I really think that. Should we are not trying to rehash it? Why is he coming back up? That's the reason you are not quite there. Because you are comfortable being a baby. You like your shallow understanding of, of, of the word. You like it. In your mind, it's great understanding. That's why, that's why you, are, you, are, you, are, you are so quick to chase pastors. But it's harder for you to read your Bible. Our Bible is offline, but the pastor is online. But we'd rather spend data to chase the, the pastor online than read our Bible offline. That's why you're not growing. The, the anchor scripture I read, he said, Buy from me gold. That is red hot and refined. Do you know what it means? Let me explain something to us. Laodicea, the church that was written to, was a city right in between two cities. It was prosperous of its own, but it didn't have its own water source per se. 
He used to take water from the river around it. Amen. So you could basically say it was an island. Now, the city right beside it, I think to his left, had cool spring water. It was known for its cool spring water. And the city to his right was known for its hot springs. So it was surrounded by cold and hot springs. And whatever water those two supplied to Laodicea, by the time it got to Laodicea, it was what? Warm. So a lot of us have misread that passage to mean if you are not on fire for God, being cold is a bad thing. If you are lukewarm, you should not be lukewarm. You should not be cold either. No. He said you should either be refreshing or therapeutic. That's hot. What do I mean? You have the gift of healing. You are refreshing others. You are making them comfortable. You are bringing them out of their struggles. Have you ever been around someone who has the, the gift of self-control? Like the, the fruit of the spirit, self-control. They are, they are so comported. Like you, you see them and you want to be, be like them. There's just a certain level of discipline. You just feel like, I can't mess with this person. There's this sense of being around someone who is peaceful. I've never been to someone's, like some, some there are some people's houses, sorry, that I will go to. I just want to sleep. I don't know why. It's not as if they own AC for me, oh. But there's something about them that just relaxes me. That's what it means to be refreshing. And for the people who are on fire, you have a gift like prophecy. The things that are, are unsettled concerning people, you give them words that encourage them, that blow up their faith, that make them go further. You have love on your inside. And, and it's like, it gives you this relentless pursuit of people. That's what these gifts mean. That's what that character means. You cannot continue to stay as a baby. It, ca it, cannot, it doesn't work like that. No. Come out of it. Grow up. How long will you keep reading for God so long God and the only verse you need? Let me tell you, each verse of the Bible, as much as is enough to change a man's life for the rest of his days, you need more than that to go on. Grow. Please tell the person next to you, grow. Grow. Don't stay where you are. Grow. Grow in power. Grow in character. Carry more than just the words in your mouth. Let those words become your heartbeats. Begin to beat from your inside out. Amen. The third category I'm dealing with. Mm, yeah, I came for you. You know yourself. What are they even doing in that church? The pride that makes you stay away from God's people. Mm, you know yourself. You are one of the earliest people to church, but you are just there to be an inspector. What is it that changed about them since the last time I came here? You don't know. You are the most lukewarm person. Me, the way I worship my own God is different. Really? But every time you open...
Your self-righteousness is not very soft. We need I need a bonocafite. We need to press it and let it soft. You know yourself. You know yourself. You have a different face in church and a different face outside. You fight at the filling station and Pastor Kelly sees you on Sunday. Ah, Brother Peter, did I see you at Connor Filling Station? No, oh bro, me they are like in our family. Maybe it's my other brother you saw. But you are an only child. Actually, madam, my cousins look exactly like me. You have no idea. Putting more lies to block up to block off the previous lies. In the market, show mommy really need in church. Glory. Honor and power to the Lord who reigns forever. <coughs> you can't continue like that. If you don't have the assets of the Holy Spirit, you are a liability. Yes, I said it. You have been in the workforce for eight years. I know. You are still a liability. No, 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 no. Do you know the position I hold in church? Okay. You are a pastor, right? You share the word, right? Do you know the scary thing? Eh? Those words will bless people, but you'll be judged by those very words. Isn't it scary? That those words will bless people, but those very words will judge you. The scariest thing is this, eh? This is something that, that, that drives me crazy about God. Hmm? The people he is going to bless through you, he will not stop from blessing them. He will not relent in blessing them through you. Because the gifts of God are often without repentance. He will bless them through you. But you see this heaven, eh? Where are you going? Where are you going? Not going anywhere. Come out of it. There's an opportunity to be broken today. Take it. Crave earnestly the power and character of the Holy Spirit. Crave earnestly the power and character of the Holy Spirit. You're like, okay, even if I want to do it, eh, I don't feel comfortable in God's presence because I feel like I've lost my salvation. How dare you? Do you think you're the one keeping your salvation? Do you think you're the one keeping your salvation? You're not. People of God, you are not. You are not the one keeping your salvation. If it was left to you, if it was left to me, me I can lose things. How many times have I lost my phone or my keys? If it was left to me, keeping my own salvation, that would have been gone long time. Long time. He said none can pluck you out of your father's hands. As much as you are walking the road of salvation with fear and trembling, as much as you are walking salvation's road, with fear and trembling, eh? know at the back of your mind that he's the one keeping your salvation. So you haven't lost it. You have just lost your part. Amen. Your pastor cannot pray you back into your, your road of salvation. For those of us that... Eh, my pastor prays for me. N no, no. Yeah, he, they do, but that's not how it works. Amen. They are praying for you, but that's not how it works. Your pastor cannot carry you along the journey of life. No. You have to put your own feet on the ground. 
and do the work of salvation yourself. If you are in that category, come out. Come out of it. Return to your first works. Why did you love God in the first place? Why did you find him in the first place? When he found you, what was that feeling you had? Recover it. Go after the things that you, you started chasing God with. The excitement that you had when you became a Christian. And the final category of people I want to talk to, you don't even know what this message is about. You have no idea. What, what is that? What is that chubby young lady that cut her hair saying? I, I have no idea. My message for you today is come. The Bible says in Revelation 3.20, it says, I behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears me and opens unto me, I will dwell with him and him with me. Do you know how much God, how, do you know how much of a gentleman God is? Do you know he has the heart of everybody in his hands? You see, the heart of kings are in his hands. Let me explain something to you. You see those Chinese emperors of old day? They just do, somebody come, somebody will just come. Uh-huh, this one, beat him to death. That is all. And he says he has the heart of somebody like that in his hands. How much more you? That means he has your heart in his hands too. But he's telling you, I have given my son. I want you to make the choice to chase me. I want you to choose me. That's how much of a gentleman your God is. He wants you to choose him. So that he can dwell richly in you. Through his power and through his character. You can never have enough of God. You can't. Let us bow our heads. We can never have enough of God. No, no, you can't. Father, is there any of your power that I have not gotten yet that you need me to have? I don't, I don't want to chase the empty things any longer. I don't want to chase pastors and lose my hope five minutes after. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to hear powerful messages and they make no difference in my life. I don't want that. I've had enough of that. I want you. I want you active on my inside. Changing me every day. Making a difference on my, uh, in my life. see Jesus when they see me. I don't want to be full of the empty things. I want to be filled with your spirit. Father, I know, I know, I know that if I don't have you on my inside, the devil will take over. I don't want to walk with him. He's a bad servant. He's a bad master. I want you on my inside. 
please, wherever you are, if you would like to rededicate your life to Christ, or you would like to give your, Christ, your life to Christ anew, just raise your hand. Just one hand up, one hand on your chest. I say, Father, I return. I return. Everything I have, I give it back to you. I can't walk this road without you. I want, I want nothing of this world without you. Father, restore me again. Let me hear your voice again. I cannot do this on my own. Take over. I cannot do this on my own. Take over. Father, come and take over. Come and take over the government of my life. I want to be your son. Come and graft your DNA on my inside. Oh, I cannot do this on my own. Take over. I cannot do this on my own. Take over. All of us that are lifting our hands, can we just tell God our Father, I thank you for a message like this. I thank you for bringing me to this service. Thank you because I have met with you again. Father, let this contact with you, let it last forever. Father, by the reason of this prayer, I receive a new birthday. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. And I confess that you are Lord over my life. And I confess all my sins, repenting of them and rejecting them. Father, from today, let your power and your character be replicated on my inside. From today, let me begin to carry you. And Father, let men see my good works that you have produced on my inside and glorify my Father in heaven. Thank you, Lord, because I know you have heard me. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah.